Welcome to Living Box Free. Our mission is to help you break out of the box of worldly expectations. We're here to help you find your unique journey to a healthy, fulfilled life. Hey guys, welcome to our first bonus episode on Living Box Free. This is pretty exciting. Yeah. We decided that since we're in a pandemic, Maybe we should make some pandemic-related content. Maybe we should talk about Maybe it. Maybe we should talk about it. This could be a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It may be. Hopefully. <laughs> oh, gosh. I hope so. I hope so, too. Stock up on toilet paper. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so we decided let's talk about the pandemic, and let's do a bonus episode. So we're outside our regular series, and we decided that because it's a bonus episode, we'll start with a different question than we normally do. So our bonus episode question is, Becky, what is one way you are living outside the box Currently, I I don't know how different this is. Mm-hmm. Ash, you probably you can confirm for me. One way we're living outside the box: we are decorating our baby's room, future baby. I think they call them a nursery, and we <laughs> we are, I think they do. <laughs> I think they do. Baby room, nursery. We are not decorating with dinosaurs, zoo animals, cars any of that stuff. I'm a big no on that. And instead, we are decorating with some inspirational quotes from amazing leaders. That's that's kind of awesome. (laughs) And also very Becky. Actually, it's really funny because I know I I mentioned for, I I don't want to force my child to like cars or to like dinosaurs, Uh but I'm okay with forcing them to like leadership quotes. (laughs) I'm okay with that. So you're going to have like their, the faces of these people. I mean, you're going to put Teddy Roosevelt up there that's with the, good in the I- arena. That's a great idea. You could you could stencil Teddy Roosevelt up on the wall. Ooh. John Maxwell. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I love that. It. It's like an accent wall of leaders. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like it's the like, Mount Rushmore no. of a nursery. <laughs> oh, boy. This poor kid. Uh, this child. All right. It's okay. I'll be there for him. What is uh, the way that you're living outside the box currently, Ash? Well, since we're talking about quarantine, it only seemed appropriate to talk about quarantine Christmas. Tell me more. (laughs) So my roommate had not seen White Christmas, the movie, the classic. And so we said, okay, we'll watch it at Christmas. But then that didn't seem soon enough. So we're like, well, let's just have Christmas. So I think it'll be May. We were talking about May 25th, but that's Memorial Day. It's already a holiday. So I think May 24th. We're going to have actual Christmas, so I'm hoping to plan some decorating and do some Christmas cookies and do like a nice. gift exchange, something you already own, and you just wrap it up and give it away. So, yeah. I have a mattress I want to get rid of. Okay. <laughs> Invite me. I don't think that's legal. Is that legal? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> if, you can wrap it, if you can wrap it, you Ooh. can give it away. Ooh, I like that rule. Yeah. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Oh, gosh. Great segue. Speaking about quarantine. We are in the middle of, for most of us, I think all of us, our first pandemic. And Mm -hmm. it's it's been a flurry of change. It started off with change on a daily basis, sometimes hourly. And now we've been in the the midst of two to three months of living this shutdown, stay-at-home order. Our, Our normal life routines for most people look very different. Ash and I, we've spent a lot of time with friends on the phone, reconnecting, FaceTime, Zoom calls, and over and over again, what we keep hearing is, I'm so disappointed in myself. Yeah. And and I don't know, I I guess I haven't felt that way too much. I don't know if you have, Ash, but that seems to be a very common feeling, disappointed in ourselves. And what it sounds like is so many people during this time, when we first started this quarantine, 
we said, oh my gosh, I'm going to read those five books that I've had sitting on my shelf this whole time. I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to do P90X the whole 90 days. All of it. All of it. I'm at home. Why wouldn't I eat healthy? So we've, we've set these expectations at the beginning of quarantine and so much of this disappointment has been fueled from these expectations exploding. All of a sudden, what we think we're going to do to leverage this experience and make the most out of it, we've hit some barriers and some roadblocks. And so today we wanted to address these expectations of ours and that it's okay that you aren't the most productive, efficient person during this time and talk about some of the emotions that we've been having that may or may not be good for us. And if we're having emotions that are negative, how do we get ourselves into a healthy state again, especially as we're looking at going back to our quote unquote normal-ish life? We've got a list of some emotions, perhaps Mm -hmm. you have experienced or you've had friends experience. If you have experienced any of these emotions, this is us saying it is okay. It's okay to be wherever you are. And it's okay to feel. Yeah. Yeah. So here's some of the emotions we've heard as we've taken a poll of our friends and family during this time. First one, lacking purpose. I know we've got a friend who's a teacher and she has really struggled with not having that face time with students and feeling like she doesn't have as much of a purpose without that face-to-face interaction. Disappointed that you haven't held yourself accountable to the perfect routine. Some of us are great at creating to-do lists and routines. However, when it's just you at home, it's a whole nother story. It's rough. <laughs> and it doesn't it, matter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and that accountability. The next one, anxiety about the unknown. Gosh, the beginning of this pandemic, talk about anxiety, watching people in the grocery store just taking as much hand sanitizer and toilet paper and food. We couldn't find meat in our grocery store for like two weeks. So a lot of anxiety about that unknown. This pandemic's a first-time experience for so many of us. Fear, fear of what going back to normal is going to look like. That might be a fear we're, we're facing now. Normal is in quotes. Yes. I love quotes. <laughs> quote, air quotes. <laughs> Ash, I, I'm an air quoter. Ash does not use quotes as much as me. Uh, but it, yeah, we've, we've talked to people because we know as we go back to our normal routines, it's probably not going to be what it was before. Whether that's requiring you to wear a face mask, hand sanitize, or wash your hands when entering any building, there's that fear. What will that be like and how will that change our what was once normal routine? We also have resentment towards others. There's been some of that that's that's flurried up as people have had different work experiences and different challenges during this time, whether you lost a job or whether you're still going in and working your 13-hour shifts, but someone else is at home taking a nap. So resentment's another emotion. Isolation is a big one, feeling isolated and alone. Demotivated. It's been probably longer than what most of us thought. Yes. Being in shutdown. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Uh, Second, Ash seconds that. And the last one is judgment, judging others. As we look at the guidelines from the government, there's a lot of different ways to interpret some of that. You know, is it literally do not leave your house at all? Or is it, hey, it's okay to go run at the track and be six feet away from people. So there's, there's been a lot of judgment sometimes during this quarantine as well. So all these emotions, I mean, Ash just shared an example. Both of us, Ash, myself, we have felt some of these emotions during this time. You probably have too, and that is okay. Mm -hmm. And today's episode, what we want to focus on, feeling these emotions is natural, and most people have felt one of these during this time. 
how do we shift back to a healthy emotional state as we're hopefully coming out of this pandemic, going back to what was once our normal life, might quotes, air, air quotes, quotes yep. <laughs> might be a different new normal. How do we shift back to a healthy place? Today, we're going to talk about a couple areas to help us get there. One of those is expectations. The good, the bad, the ugly. Mostly ugly. Mostly ugly. <laughs> in, my, in my opinion. <laughs> you will tell us more in just a moment. I sure will. <laughs> so expectations. The second one's comparison. And that, that probably fuels into our expectations, sometimes being unrealistic. And finally, giving ourselves grace and preparing to go back to our quote-unquote new normal. Now, it's, it's important to understand we're talking about expectations and comparison because it's been escalated and it's been under the microscope during this time of the pandemic. However, these two areas, they impact us in our day-to-day lives. B, I like to say BP, before <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> it's going to be a new, you'll see it in the history books, thing. BP. So before the pandemic, we still did this. Yes. It's just been on overdrive with Absolutely. this time of isolation in our own on shutdown. So let's jump into the first one. And Ash, Ash she's going to tell us more. The good, sure the bad, am. the ugly. <laughs> okay. All around expectations. Expectations. So it's when you think that something is going to happen. And if that thing does not happen, you experience a negative emotion. Often, the interesting thing is that when you... If that thing happens the way that you expected it to, there's usually not a positive emotion necessarily. Oh, that's so Isn't sad. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. I love to celebrate. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. can be. If you're yeah. if you're expecting someone to throw you a party and then the party gets thrown, yes. there's a positive emotion. But often, if I'm expecting someone to, you know, if you're expecting your spouse to take out the trash and they take out the trash, it's not like you feel great about it That's afterwards. a really good point. You it's know? almost like you're, you've met expectations. That is the standard versus... Yes. Maybe you have to exceed expectations to be excited. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with that. So expectations are what you think is going to happen. And it can be something small. Even I ex- I set an expectation for myself that I would walk to the mailbox, to the mm-hmm. like the post office drop box every day before noon and drop off a card so that I would mail a new card to a new person every day. And I made this expectation for myself at the beginning, and I think it lasted about two weeks. And then yeah, it's great. been... That's 14 cards. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Unless was, you only work on, on weekdays. the weekdays. Okay. It was weekdays, yeah. yeah. 10 cards. And then it just sort of petered out. And sometime this week, I realized, oh, Mother's Day is coming, and I haven't written a card. And if I'd been doing my cards, I would have sent that a week ago. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, well. So, yeah, we have these expectations. And we tend to set higher expectations for ourselves during times of stress, which is so illogical. It makes no sense. And in this time of pandemic, there's a global crisis, both in health and in our economy. And there's this sense of uncertainty. We don't really know what's going to happen. We don't know when things are fully going to open up again. We have some dates, but we don't know what that's going to look like. We don't know what businesses are going to open and what won't be able to. We don't know what our job market's going to be. There's this sense of uncertainty. And yet we, we choose this time to put higher expectations on ourselves and sometimes on the people around us. And that if you stop and think about it and you start making a list of, okay, what are all the things that are stressing me out right now? What are all the things I feel anxious about? And you compare that to, say, normal life, you know, BP before pandemic. Air quotes from Becky. Normal normal (laughs) life. What is it fair to ask more of yourself now than it was before? So that's that's been helpful for me to stop and think about, yeah, is it fair of me to ask this much of myself? 
And then to think about what am I expecting of myself and why? So I've heard, I've seen kind of this battle on Instagram. I don't know if you've seen it, Becky, of uh, there was this original post that said, basically, if you haven't done your side hustle or started your, you know, your novel or whatever, then you didn't lack time. You lacked discipline. Oh, I have not seen yeah, that. Yeah, it was a, an original thing that went pretty far along the internet. And then there was this backlash of if you, you know, don't get all these things done, then you are under, <laughs> you're under stress and it's okay to just survive. And I think there's, yeah. there's that balance of, yeah, maybe you do have time. Maybe you can ask a little bit more of yourself in some areas, but you also have to be able to give yourself grace in other areas. So what are you expecting of yourself? And is that realistic? Yeah, it's so I have not seen this social media post. However, I follow COVID memes, the hashtag, mm-hmm. and I saw one that was so true for me. And it says at the week one of pandemic, you're cleaning your baseboards with a Q-tip. <laughs> and my house was the cleanest it's ever yeah. been. I took nine bags to Goodwill from oh closets. And then it says, I don't even have nine bags of clothes. Oh my gosh. It, it was a lot. <laughs> and then it says week two on of pandemic. Yeah. Sitting on the couch, watching Netflix, eating potato chips. Yes. And that has been so true. That first week, you just, you think, I'm going to get all these things done. I've always wanted to get done. I have so much time at home. And then your energy is lacking. And I know for me, it was, okay, I'm used to working from home one day a week, maybe two. Now I'm doing it five days a week. And I just need to be more efficient and learn how to do my normal job from home well. And so my my expectations and priorities changed because my my job jar grew with all of these Zoom calls because I couldn't just interact in the hallway with my colleagues. I had to do more phone calls and all of a sudden my calendar blew up and then at the end of the day cleaning the baseboards with a Q-tip, no thank you. If I clean my ear with a Q-tip, I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> so so I totally get that and and that first week you're so ambitious. Yeah. We have so I'm a musician and I've gone on a couple of uh, rock tours. And you are so cool. I know. Aren't I though? I <laughs> Such just a rock star. Uh, that's the point of this story. <laughs> I, <laughs> so I've been on tours in internationally and those are hard. They're grueling because you're out, you're in a different culture. You're, you know, you, often you don't speak the language. You have tour guides. You're doing, you're playing a show every night. It's challenging, but I've also done a tour here in the U.S. that was local, so it was only in our state or the next two states over, and we came home every night, and it was two months long, or a month and a half long. So three weeks in in an international country, or a month and a half here, coming home every night. And coming home every night was so much harder because I expected myself to keep up my normal life. I expected yeah. to keep doing laundry. I expected to keep paying my bills. I expected to keep interacting socially with people. Whereas if I'm going in across the ocean, I set up all my bills to make sure that they're going to be paid while I'm gone. I do all these things nobody expects to hear from me. And so I set up different expectations when I think I can't meet those things that I normally do. And so this is a great time to take stock of what do I normally expect of myself? Is that even reasonable? And what am I expecting of myself right now? And is that realistic? I think, I mean, what a good point to even even reflect before an event, before a rock band tour, Yes, which I can't say I'll ever do. Yes, everyone can relate to that, I'm Every, sure. That's so cool. <laughs> before a leadership training week for yeah, me. Yeah, there we go. Okay, that's more relatable. Thank you. <laughs> I, 
but I don't ever think about that. I don't think, hey, what are my expectations for me this week? I usually set my expectations too high and fail. So I th- this is a really good point as to being realistic, setting our framework and saying, if this is going to be a season in my summer or in my my work life, that's going to be long hours and stressful. I need to adjust my expectations and be okay with not hanging out with people on the weekend or not waking up and working out at 4 a.m. every day because my hours and my energy are going to be different during that time. And sometimes you don't know. You you can try to look at it ahead of time or you can try even to look at it in the middle and you can say, well, I feel like I should be able to meet this expectation, but I'm frustrated. So where is that coming from? I'm frustrated with myself. Mm. Something I like to ask is, okay, I'm frustrated with myself right now. Is that helpful? Is that moving me forward? Is it helping me to meet the expectation or is it just causing more difficulty and making me even more tired and then I'm not going to meet the next expectation? So taking stock when you get frustrated with yourself or when you feel down on yourself, taking stock of is my expectation realistic and is my, my emotional state actually helping me or do I need to pause, reset my expectations and reset my emotions and accept that this is a season. So in our, we had a couple of episodes on superhero creeds. <laughs> and we talked about there are seasons in life. You can't meet your expectations of yourself. You can't meet your goals 100% of the time. And that's, that is okay. Where you are is okay. Understanding where you are is really important. And knowing that if you don't want to stay there, you might need to do something about it. But also, some things... Some things just take time and adjustment and remembering that in seasons like this, you've never done this before. I've, I've never been in a pandemic. I've never been in a <laughs> pandemic. I've never had to work from home with my roommate for two months. I've never had to wear a mask to the grocery store. Yes. So we don't know what we're doing. Nobody knows what they're doing. And that's, that's okay. We're figuring it out together. And that's going to be okay. Yeah. I think a big thing for me, just listening to you, Ash, is being aware of it. Because mm. like it goes back to the unconscious, right? Yes. I think so often I set expectations for myself automatically, unconsciously. Yep. And I don't think about what is my current state, the situation, and have I done this before, yes or no, and take that into account. Right. But reality is your friend, as I say so often. Yes. Understanding where you are and how you're doing is really important to being able to deal with it. Yep. Yeah. So that's my thought on expectations, at least to start out with. And we'll talk about grace in a little bit. But first, let's talk about comparison because that's so fun. Oh, so fun. Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when I first started CrossFit and I was beating up on myself every day. And when I left class, I was so disappointed because I couldn't do 20 push-ups as quickly as this girl next to me. And I remember one of my friends at this CrossFit gym in Indiana said, Becky, And this is so cheesy. You've probably heard this before. But she said, Becky, you need to compare yourself to the version of you last week, Hmm. not to the person next to you. It's just you against you. Yes. I know that's so cheesy, but it's right. And it wasn't until I was able to embrace that and in CrossFit, stop comparing myself to this elite gymnast who started as a six-year-old. And then here's me. I'm like, I played tennis. (laughs) And I was okay. (laughs) I was a medium. I was a mediocre tennis player. (laughs) I mean, I shouldn't be able to do handstand push-ups, right? Uh, Not not like a gymnast. That would be scary if you could do that. I mean, I wish I could. Yeah. So as we as we think about comparison, it is a natural part of our lives. I just shared CrossFit example. 
it in general, and the data that I've got here is from Psychology Today, in general, we compare ourselves 10% of the time. And the reason we're talking about today is we, as we've talked to friends and family, we believe this comparison has been on steroids during this pandemic. Comparing ourselves to other people, that could be, oh my gosh, Ash is so much more productive during this pandemic than me. What's wrong with me? Or it could be comparing our work life and this transition. And oh, I feel like I'm working so hard and these other people aren't. It's not fair. This is why we're talking about comparison right now. It, it's a normal part of life, 10% of our time, and it has been on steroids during this pandemic. As we, as we think about comparing ourselves to others in general, what are some of those areas we compare ourselves? One is attractiveness. One is wealth, intelligence, and success. Those are some of the most common areas we compare ourselves. That makes sense. Oftentimes, we're doing it because we don't have anything better to do during this pandemic. You're bored. Or secondly, we're looking for ways to make ourselves feel better. That's a common a common reason why people oh, are comparing themselves as well. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So thinking, okay, I went out and I worked out today, and I see this other friend of mine back in Kansas. They've, you know, they're just sitting watching Netflix. I feel great about myself. Looking for that affirmation. Interesting. During a time like this, I don't log that mentally. I don't log when I am doing better, but yeah. I'm sure I'm getting. That what's it? What's the not serotonin? What's the uh, endorphins? And uh, yeah, or the oh man, serotonin, endorphins, progesterone. Oh, it's a pregnancy thing. <laughs> Testosterone. <Okay>. Let's <laughs> hormone. Insert hormone here. <laughs> dopamine. 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 <laughs> okay. Oh my okay. gosh. I'm sure I'm getting that dopamine hit when I see that I'm doing better, but I don't think about the fact that that's what I'm doing. Yes. But when I see that I'm doing worse than someone else, then I actually make a mental note of it. So that's yeah. interesting. I it goes back that. to that unconscious side of things. Yes. Even just scrolling through social media, sometimes unconsciously, you're not looking to compare yourself, but it happens naturally. And you get that dopamine, yeah. which we've now learned what, what hormone we were thinking about. Yes, there. thank you. Or what chemical. Thanks for your patience. <laughs> so let's talk about there's something called a social comparison theory. Let's talk a little bit about that. Once again, this applies to our everyday lives, but we're seeing the positive and negative impact here during the quarantine. So this theory was actually established in 1954. I feel like I always reference the old stuff. Yes, you do. Yes. Quality. I am older than you, classic. so that makes sense. You're so classic. I'm Are so you classic. a whole six months older than me? I'm not good at math, but yeah, sure. Yes. <laughs> September. Six months and two days. Oh, wow. She's so good. Mm -hmm. That She's so much more intelligent than me. Oh, yeah. Not that I'm comparing myself. So social comparison theory, 1954, it's the idea that individuals determine their own social and personal worth based on how they stack up against others. The th and so this theory, there's positive and negatives. So it can be positive. So some research has found that people who regularly compare themselves in a healthy way are actually able to find motivation to improve. And I, I think about fitness here. I think about certain people who do, there's actually a hashtag fitness motivation where maybe you're looking and you're thinking, man, I see this transformation, this transformation Tuesday, this fitness motivation. If she can do it, I can do okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So, so there are positive ways where people have said, you know what? I just, I saw my friend and she was 200 pounds and now she weighs 145 and she does, you know, she runs marathons and she inspired me and that's why I'm healthy today. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, okay. so there's there are positives. However, there's also negatives. We've already mentioned a few of those. In many cases, some of these negative comparisons, whether you're looking at people's success, attractiveness, 
you know, your expectations, how much they're getting done compared to you, it can cause us to feel deep dissatisfaction. It can cause us to feel guilt, remorse, and it actually can even trigger some negative behaviors such as overeating or addictive personalities. It, it can trigger those, those pieces inside of you where you've just, you've waved the white flag and you're giving up. Yeah. And that's, that's devastating. It's sad. And what we'll also talk about here is during this social comparison theory research, they discovered oftentimes when we compare ourselves, there's a bias to compare ourselves to the people who are the best. Interesting. So as you're following people, you're probably following those people or comparing yourself to your friend who is the fittest friend. Yeah. Or you're comparing yourself to the person who's your age, who's the most successful. So I'm not comparing myself to someone who's in my league. I'm comparing myself to mm. someone who's at the top of their game. Yes. And even as, as we talk about that su- superhero creed and yeah. self-knowledge, yeah. this is where self-knowledge is so important. If you compare yourself to, let's say, I've got a friend named Jason, and he is a social butterfly. I'm an extrovert. He is an extrovert times 10. Yeah. I cannot compare my social time to him. Yes. He could be with humans all the time and he doesn't need sleep. I need sleep. <laughs> and I do need some downtime even as an extrovert. Yeah. So oftentimes we're comparing ourselves to that highest level of achievement and it's not the cohort or it's not the personality or strengths that we necessarily bring to that table. We might be really excelling somewhere else that that other person can't. Right. So let's talk about a couple of the areas we're seeing comparison during this pandemic. A really big one that we've seen and it's built some resentment and judgment, is people's work. There's been a lot of people comparing their work life during this pandemic to others. And, and I hate to say this, but it's, you know, there's certain people who, are, who are, feel resentment because they're going in to work 13-hour shifts and their life hasn't changed, but they're looking at their colleagues who are working from home and able to wear stretchy pants every day. Yes. That is me. And I love it. I'm, <laughs> I am going to totally admit I'm so grateful. I've worn stretchy pants and not yeah. real pants since middle of March. Mm-hmm. And so some people might resent me for that because yeah. they're still dressing in business casual or in scrubs and going in. So there's been a lot of comparison work-wise that has bred some negative, unhealthy emotions in people. There's also some comparison in how we've defined the rules and how we've executed these rules. Yes. Of stay at home. Yes. I remember the the very beginning when it went to social distancing and all of a sudden it was a stay at home order. And even today, if you look at the, the guidance from the governor, it says groups of 10 or less and social distancing. Yeah. And when we did the stay at home order, I just, I was so conflicted about, can we still meet in groups and yes. social distance? Or am I literally supposed to not leave my house? Not see and, anyone. And only yeah. be with my husband. And that was so difficult for me because you you saw, and I was guilty of it too, on social media, so many opinions. Yes. And people saying, you're killing people if you go out and you go to the grocery store without a face mask. Or you're killing people if you're not taking this seriously. And it was literally like, do I lock myself in a bunker? Right. And And those opinions weighed on me. And it was really difficult to compare yourself to other people and say, well, they're doing this. That person's also pregnant and they're going to the grocery store. I need some freedom. So that comparison for me has built a lot of anxiety during this time. Yeah, absolutely. Just this morning, I saw under this hashtag pregnant CrossFitter, this CrossFit lady who was pregnant with triplets and less than a month later, she shares a picture of herself with a six pack. Okay. And I'm just like, oh, that's yeah, that's a joke. 
Yes. Right? That's yeah. not real. And once again, she is probably that elite level. Right. And I never have had a six pack. So why would I expect that? I'm guessing she also doesn't have a job out and another yeah. job on top of it. And yes. yeah. And yeah, you don't know the rest of the story. Right. So, so that's just another example for me where I've struggled and it's almost like, okay, Becky, you just need to stop following some of these hashtags and just listen to your doctor. And if they say you're fine, your, your weight gain's fine, then just be okay with that. Be at yeah. peace with that. We've talked about how comparison can be a positive, which is great. However, a lot of instances, we compare ourselves in a negative way. And President Roosevelt, he calls comparison the thief of joy. So probably be a quote potentially in our nursery. Ooh, under his face. Under his face, yes. On the Mount Rushmore of 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 motivational motivational leaders on our our accent wall in our nursery. So he says it's the thief of joy. And in most cases, it is. It can... Oftentimes for most of us, especially when you're feeling isolated and you're alone and you've got high expectations during this pandemic, it can take away that joy and really celebrating, hey, you get to go outside on walks. You during this during this shutdown, you've had more time at home. You've been able to binge on more Netflix. There are some positives there. However, it can steal that from us. As we think about comparison during this time, it's important for us to do a couple of things. One, we need to, instead of comparing ourselves to others, which is, this is hard, yes. but we need to look inward for affirmation. Okay. I know we've mentioned we all have different superpowers. This whole, this whole who dis series that we've been in, it's about self-knowledge. It's important to know ourselves and not compare ourselves to others because we have different strengths. Yes. And we have different weaknesses. And it's important to compare ourselves and affirm what are we doing well and it's okay to identify, here's some areas maybe I can tweak, tweak and adjust, especially as we talk about expectations. Maybe I need to tweak this expectation and just be happy with cleaning my house once a week. Yeah. Or with uh, working out three or four times a week instead of seven. Yeah. So b- being able to look inward for that affirmation, not outward. That's one way we can get around this comparison. Another one is limiting your screen time. This is probably the biggest one. I know for me, limiting screen time has... It's actually been easier during this pandemic because we've been able to go on walks. And my husband and I especially, we walk at least every day and we leave our phones at the house. Whereas in normal life, we'd get home from work, home from the gym, and we're tired and we're sitting on the couch after eating dinner. We've got an hour left and we're on our phones answering emails. So it's actually for me, it's been easier because we've made it a conscious priority to get outside and go on a walk, no technology. And that that's had a huge, huge impact for Many of you out there, social media, limit limit your screen time. Yeah. And watch who you're following. Mm-hmm. If there is a person or if there's a hashtag, if there's some handle that you're following that is causing you to compare yourself in a negative way, unfollow it. Yeah. It doesn't have to mean I don't like that person. It doesn't have to mean that. It's for your mental health, though. You don't need to see it every day. Yes. The last item here around getting away from comparison, we've talked about looking inward for affirmation, limiting your screen time. The last one is replacing judgment. A lot of times comparison, we're judging others. So replace that judgment with good for them, or that's their choice. And judgment in general is, it's just a rough thing. It's, it does not help with relationships. It's not going to help you either, because even when you judge others, you're critiquing yourself at that same time. So as, as much as difficult it is, catch yourself when you're judging others. Just tell yourself, I don't know the full story. 
it's their choice or good for them. Good for them. They get to take a nap during the day because they don't have to work a 13 hour shift or whatever. And, and just replace that judgment and you will be a much happier person because you're not going to be thinking about them or resenting them like you would if you were judging them. Yeah. And I think that's a great segue into giving grace, but also talking, can we talk for a second about gratitude? Because that is something that makes a big difference for me in terms of judgment is if I am feeling like I'm missing out on something, or if I look at someone else and I'm like, man, they're not working right now at all. And I'm working at home and I'm, you know, I'm struggling or whatever, or they're out on the lake and I'm at home in my house. You know, I, I am not feeling grateful for what I have and I'm looking at them and feeling like I'm missing out on something. So something that I find myself doing or try to do when I'm feeling judgmental or feeling like I'm comparing myself is try to be grateful for something that I have in that moment. And maybe it's something they don't have, but try to make it tangible that I, I have things that I can be grateful for. So that's one, yes. one action step. I, I love that. And gratitude goes al- along with me to affirmation as well. So looking inward for affirmation but also looking inward for what do I have that I should be appreciative for. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes that a friend told me in FFA, another FFA friend of mine. Excellent. They said, expect nothing and appreciate everything. Mm. And I love that quote because we shouldn't expect to have it the easiest. Yeah. We shouldn't expect to get paid the most money and work the least amount of hours. We shouldn't expect any of that, but appreciate what you do have. Yes. There's times where I'm like, man, I've had... My days start at 7 a.m. on phone calls three days in a row. But guess what? I get to wear stretchy pants, and I am grateful that I can work out over my lunch hour. I couldn't do that in the office. right? So you're right. It, it definitely shifts that judgmental or comparison mind to what do we have that we should be grateful for. Yeah. And then also it just helps you be in that more positive state. It just it dismisses those negative emotions yeah. once you think about gratitude. Because they're not helpful. Yep. Every time you say stretchy pants, I think of Nacho Libre. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, I have not, but I've seen oh, pictures of it. We'll put it on the list. Doesn't he wear a diaper? My stretchy pants. His stretchy no, pants? It's like, Which one am I thinking? What? I don't know what you're thinking. It's like Jack Black in a diaper with a cape. Oh, well, okay, sort of. It's not a diaper. It's like a sumo wrestling outfit. <laughs> oh, it's a sumo or wrestling like a, outfit. Yeah, I forget the word, but it's a, yeah, it's a wrestling outfit. A onesie. No, it's it's a specific culture wrestling wrestling okay. outfit that I cannot think of okay. at this moment. Comment below. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what that outfit <laughs> we'll is. We'll figure it out later. We'll watch it later. <laughs> I think you would enjoy it. But I probably would. It sounds funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so moving on <laughs> to action steps. I think the first thing that's really important is recognizing, and we've kind of talked about this in the comparison thing, but recognizing that everyone's journey is different and that the person who expects the most of you is almost always you. Now, you might have a spouse or you might have someone else in your life that has unreasonable expectations of you, but usually the person that has unreasonable expectations of you is you. Amen. You're preaching, preaching right here to the choir. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes we expect other people's expectations of ourselves. Like we have enough on our plate already, and then we look at someone else and we compare and we take their expectations and put them on ourselves. And that's just, I mean, talk about unrealistic. Yes. That's kind of ridiculous, but I do it. And so just remembering everyone's journey is different. And you can look at the, the world with an open mind. You don't have to look at the world with a judgmental lens. And yeah, just remember that you don't have the full story. And then I think this is a really key to remember. 
as we're talking about the pandemic and all of the anxiety and the fear, to remember that, uh, I again, don't remember where this quote comes from. That's the story of my life. Here's this great quote. I don't know who it was. <laughs> Write it down in Google search. <laughs> yeah, who exactly. The, who the uh, owner of this so quote is. So that Becky can put it on her nursery wall. Yes. Maybe not this one. So we don't fear change. We fear loss. I'm just going to let that sink in for yes. a moment. Because as humans, we actually like change. When it's positive, we enjoy it. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of people, they... They mix the two up, right? Yes. They're thinking right now, I'm afraid to go back to work. Right. What is that going to be like? I'm or this as we came into this pandemic, I'm a, I'm afraid. I'm working from home. What's this like? But you're right. I I, I admittedly love change. Yeah. When However, it's a good thing. When it's a good thing, yes. However, I will be so sad. Speaking of stretchy pants, mm-hmm. having to put real clothes on and yeah. go into the office, I will mourn those stretchy pants sitting at home. So yeah, you're recognizing a specific thing that you are going to miss that you don't want to lose, but that you're going to, it's just reality. Yeah. And then you are expressing that you are need to mourn that you are sad that that's going to happen. And I know that stretchy pants, you know, not super high on the list of like emotional attachment, (laughs) but you could be feeling like you don't want to, to lose your time with your family at home. You could also Mm -hmm. feel like you, you don't want to go back to a difficult work situation. You, you, could, you could have all of these different aspects of your life that you don't want to lose or that you're afraid to step into. And if you can take those apart and address them specifically and understand what emotion goes with each of them, then you can process that emotion and move on. So I, I mentioned in a past episode that I was feeling anxious about the the possibility of going back to quote unquote normal life. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it was being afraid of losing this space, this creative time that I have carved out for myself in this pandemic. And so to be able to recognize that and say, I don't want to lose that. If I do lose that, I will be sad. I actually have a choice in this case. I can choose to continue to try to carve that time out. So you might have to just grieve whatever you're losing. Or you might be able to find ways to continue to implement that. If you're feeling sad that you don't get to have dinner with your family every night, well, maybe you can implement a twice-a-week family dinner. Maybe you can build it back into, quote-unquote, normal life after the pandemic. I, I love that you mentioned that. I've heard so many leaders say, what will you take from this pandemic to make the shift back even better? Yeah. Because as as difficult as maybe the the shift into the stay at home working from home whatever your routine looks like as difficult as that's been you've probably identified like you just said your alone time your creative time areas where you've been able to invest more now you couldn't before i know the the evenings for me i've never had so much time with my husband in the evenings yeah usually we're both at the gym till 7 8 8 p.m. and that makes me think maybe we need to have some more part-time coaches coach some evening evening classes so we have that time set aside to go on a walk and debrief our day and talk and connect. So you're right, There's there are positives that have come from this, but only if we identify them. We mourn the losses, right? but recognize we don't have to lose everything. Yes. There are things that if it's important enough, we can figure out a way to adjust our schedule and our routine to fit them in back to our you know, new normal. <laughs> yeah. So we've talked about expectations having loose expectations for yourself or understanding what expectations you have and giving yourself grace in those expectations. 
and we talked about comparison, how occasionally it can be good, but for the most part, we need to set aside our judgment and recognize when we're judging others and recognize when we're feeling inferior and practice gratitude. And then, yeah, understand that when you're afraid, it's usually, or afraid of change, it's usually that you're afraid of losing something and trying to process that. And this is all really difficult. I mean, nothing that we've talked about today is like, oh, well, this is easy. Here, put it on your to-do list, check it off, move on. I wish, right? None of it. And none of it's easy. <laughs> no. And one of my one of my mentors in a meeting recently, it was a meeting of like 20 leaders or something, ops directors, and she she said, well, make sure that you're using this time to close the gap between who you are and who you want to be. And then she closed the meeting with that. And I was like, that was like 20 hours worth of material. We could have talked about that for another 20 <laughs> hours. I mean, what did you, what do you even want me to do with that? So this yeah. is, this is challenging stuff. So just pick one place where you feel like you're having a hard time or where you're struggling and just try to work through it in the next few days, next few weeks. Yeah. You've got time. You can do Being it. Being aware and conscious of it. You can do it. Step. We believe in you. You can do it. <laughs> what movie is that from? Oh gosh. I don't know. Remind me. Uh, it's an old one. I don't even remember. Oh, boy. You can do it. Okay, yeah. comment below. What movie is that from? <laughs> Tell us. Help us out. Well, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope that you found it helpful. Choose one thing to focus on and allow that to help you get back to a healthy mental and emotional state. Talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us on Living Box Free, put on by On The Rise Group. Follow or subscribe to Living Box Free on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play to hear our new episodes every Monday as well as our bonus episodes. You can learn more about our services at ontherisegroup.com. Also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at ontherisegroup. We hope you'll tune in next time for more helpful content. 